Congress is all abuzz as Hunter Biden is supposed to testify. That didn't work out. Two criminals have thought of a way to turn their felonies into a misdemeanor. Is that going to work? And let's talk about why LeBron James should move to China. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you guys had a great day yesterday. Great day yesterday and today. Okay. Well, we got a lot to talk about today. I want to get through it. I wasn't even going to do a podcast tomorrow. But I think I am going to do one. It's going to be very short because there's one article that really is bothering me. And I'm going, I'm looking at it. I'm thinking to myself, ah, I can skip it today. I'm not going to have time to do it today. Maybe I'll do it next week. Maybe. And then I thought about it and I'm like, no, I'm going to do this article tomorrow and just, just do that article because I think it's very important because it really shows the big problem with our society, uh, and and I just want to address it. So there will be a podcast tomorrow. It'll be a shorter podcast. Won't be more than maybe twenty minutes, maybe a half hour. Okay, let's get to some news, and there's a ton of news. Okay, so Washington, D.C. has definitely been busy yesterday. So the U.S. Supreme Court has decided, the Supreme Court has decided it will hear a federal obstruction, uh, a case about a federal obstruction law. And this one could affect special counsel Jack Smith's case against Donald Trump, which it should be affected. And I don't know why this wasn't brought to the Supreme Court earlier. Basically, and this is according to Fox News, the case concerns a specific provision of 18 U.S. Code 1512, an obstruction law, which states, quote, whoever corruptly otherwise obstructs, influences, or impedes any official proceeding or attempts to do so shall be fined under the title or imprisoned not more than 20 years or both. The court will examine how the Biden Department of Justice has been using the provision, possibly in context with the broader statute, to prosecute January 6th defendants. Now, here's the problem. Jack Smith's case is very shaky. And he's using this in a way that has never been tested before. And it's the law is very, very clear. Whoever corruptly or otherwise obstructs, influences, or impedes. And the question has always been, is there really any corruption here? And as we've seen with January 6th, we've already seen, now we've, we've got 40,000 hours of video of January 6th. And we're seeing that um, that doesn't look like there's a lot of things going on on January 6th with, a, with the intention of corruptly doing anything. It just looks like a bunch of people were walking around and those that were doing bad things are in jail, have been sentenced, and I'll, I'll even say one is dead. So... The question is, what exactly is he talking about? Well, I think this is a good thing. I think this does need to happen. I think the Supreme Court should have looked at this about two years ago. This should have been brought to the Supreme Court a long time ago. 
And if this is the case, Jack Smith and, and the Supreme Court rules against the defendant, against the against Jack Smith in this case. Um, yeah, it's going to be really bad for them. Suddenly, all of Donald Trump's uh, charges in Washington, D.C. and so forth, they're gone. And quite frankly, they're gone in, let's say, Georgia. So this will just, just destroy everything with Trump. And he's going to be everything concerning Trump. And a lot of this is coming because this is looking like election interference, one of the things they're trying to do is get Trump on a, a gag order, which you know that's not going to work out. You know Trump is going to sit back and say something. And then they can put him in jail, which is really their goal. So this is a great case. I can't wait to hear it. I want to hear the arguments. Uh, this might be the one time I sit on my computer and I listen to the arguments. Really boring stuff because the arguments are, there's no video, it's only audio. And sometimes you don't know who's talking. But this one might be one that I listen to. Well, Republicans have done it, sort of, I guess. Um, they walked into the Congress yesterday, and by 221 to 212, they have voted that there is sufficient grounds to run an impeachment inquiry. Now, all this means with an impeachment inquiry is that now they can actually subpoena people. It gives them more subpoena power. And usually this does lead to an impeachment. The question is going to be, how quick are you going to be doing this? Now, of course, you had a ton of people making, um, making comments about this, about how, well, we're going to hear from Hunter Biden, we're going to hear from all these people about all this crap. But uh, the one thing we're hearing, especially from AOC, is how there's nothing there. There's no evidence. The problem with that line of thought is there's a ton of evidence. There's not a little bit. There's emails. There's texts. There's video. There's pictures. There is, there is phone conversations. There are documents. There are bank records. There are witnesses. I mean, that that's the whole problem with this, this argument that there's no evidence. Actually, there's tons of evidence. And this evidence has been around since about 2017, 2016. This evidence has been around for a really long time. And the question is, what is taking Republicans so long to do this? Well, yesterday, in another step, Congress actually called Hunter Biden to Capitol Hill uh, to do a closed-door deposition. Now, the Democrats are screaming and whining about this. They're saying that Hunter Biden was offered a public deposition, but that's not how depositions work. Depositions are always closed-door. This is very common. They do closed-door because this is not very dramatic or theatrical, this is just straightforward questions being asked. It's kind of boring. Some of it might be classified. So they usually do a deposition in uh, deposition closed door. It's very common. The Democrats did it too. And a lot of the time, the depositions are not bipartisan. So the accusing party will actually have the deposition and there will be only that accusing party in there. That happened with Trump. 
I didn't have a huge problem when all of the family members in the Trump group were being deposed only by Democrats because they were just trying to grab answers. Just like I don't have a problem if the Republicans did it. Now, I don't think that's what's happening. I think this deposition was supposed to be bipartisan. But I wouldn't have a problem if the Republicans said, no, 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 this is not going to happen. We're just going to ask him questions and Democrats are not going to be there acting as interference and lawyers for Hunter Biden. That's not what's going to happen. Well, Hunter Biden just decided to skip it. Okay, so that's going to be a problem for Hunter Biden. That's going to be a big problem for Hunter Biden because he basically just ignored a congressional subpoena, which paves the way for contempt of Congress. And we already know with Steve Bannon, who didn't show up to his deposition, he ended up going to jail. So there there should be, if the DOJ is as um, uncommitted, unbiased as they say they are, uh, Hunter Biden should be investigated put in jail for contempt of Congress. He did it with Steve Bannon. We're going to have to see if that's going to be the case, if that's actually going to happen. But this is the kind of crap that they're going to push. And apparently, Dad's old Joe, he had a say in it. He told Hunter not to show up, which sounds like obstruction. But whatever. I mean, that's another story. The argument that they had was that Hunter wanted to do this publicly and the Republicans said, we're not ready to do this publicly. And they have every right to do a deposition without uh, without this going in front of the cameras. I would like to see it in front of the cameras. I would actually sit and watch this in front of the cameras, but they don't need to do it this way. So that's fine. He's going to pay the piper. So Hunter Biden went on camera yesterday right at, I don't know what he was doing. He went to Washington, D.C. He went to the steps of Congress and he just made this statement. He didn't actually do anything. He didn't interview with anybody as far as we know concerning the corruption. He just went out on the steps hanging around with Swalwell, Eric Swalwell, and basically made this statement. I'm here today to answer at a public hearing any legitimate questions Chairman Comer and the House Oversight Committee may have for me. I'm here today to make sure that the House Committee's illegitimate investigations of my family do not proceed on distortions, manipulated evidence, and lies. And I'm here today to acknowledge that I've made mistakes in my life and wasted opportunities and privileges I was afforded. For that, I am responsible. For that, I am accountable. And for that, I am making amends. But I'm also here today to correct how the MAGA right has portrayed me for their political purposes. I am first and foremost a son, a father, a brother, and a husband from a loving and supportive family. I'm proud to have earned degrees from Georgetown University and Yale Law School. I'm proud of my legal career and business career. I'm proud of my time serving on a dozen different boards of directors. And I'm proud of my efforts to forge global business relationships. 
For six years, MAGA Republicans, including members of the House committees who are in a closed-door session right now, have impugned my character, invaded my privacy, attacked my wife, my children, my family, and my friends. They've ridiculed my struggle with addiction, they've belittled my recovery, and they have tried to dehumanize me, all to embarrass and damage my father, who has devoted his entire public life to service. For six years, I have been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack machine, shouting, where's Hunter? Well, here's my answer. I am here. Let me state as clearly as I can, my father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. This is straight out of the Joe Biden playbook. That I mean, it, it is it is such a dumb statement. It's very carefully worded. Notice that he says that Joe Biden had no financial jobs in his business. That's very carefully worded. That doesn't mean he didn't have influence. And people are pointing that out. But to sit back and everything he said basically was a lie. He's making amends. No, that's part of the problem. You're not making amends. You haven't paid taxes since 2016. You have served no jail time. You've paid, you have paid back taxes and a small fine. You got a gun illegally. You've, didn't, you've done no time. He has faced no consequences. And I don't know who he's... And this, this bullshit about him and his family? He's got an illegitimate kid he refuses to acknowledge. He's got an illegitimate kid who he went to court to make that woman not make it so that that kid couldn't use the Biden name. This is a man, and, and Republicans didn't do any of that. Republicans sat back and said, look at this freaking malcontent who did all this illegal crap. He's nude, he's spending millions of dollars on hookers and drugs and using that instead of, and, and spending his money on that instead of his taxes. And this is a guy whose father is trying to tax the crap out of everybody. Pay your fair share. That's all you hear from this guy. And his own son doesn't pay his fair share, and God only knows how much Biden has paid. And of course, it's all MAGA Republic. He has nothing. He's making amends. He's acknowledging what he did. He's making amends, but those MAGA Republicans. Sounds to me like he's blaming Republicans. It's just an incredible statement. And of course, the Democrats have a have a path too, and that path is... As usual, there's no evidence. Let's listen to AOC. See, when they, um, when the Repub De Democrats need to kind of ease the situation, the first thing to do is stick the, the chick with the biggest boobs out there to let her talk, 
even though she's a complete moron. Let's listen to AOC. Just to, and just one more point to add on to this and to also address some of the questions that were raised earlier. I think it's important to note here that the committee issued a subpoena and Hunter Biden is here in an attempt to comply with that subpoena. It is the committee that has rejected the terms that they themselves set out for compliance with that subpoena that that is now preventing a public and due process from happening. So when we try and when folks try to raise things that may have happened with other investigations or January 6th, whatever that may be, witnesses that were called and subpoenaed during that time did not even make an attempt to comply with the subpoena. The chairman laid out himself the terms of what compliance looks like. He said compliance with the subpoena means that you can show up either in private or in public, whichever you choose. And when his own option was chosen, he decided to reject it at the last minute. Secondly, it's also important to note that not only is the committee not allowing Hunter Biden to testify publicly, but they have not called a single witness, a single first-hand witness to any of their allegations. They haven't allowed anybody to testify publicly because they do not have a single witness to any of their alleged allegations. They don't. We have asked virtually every single person that has come to testify for this committee, have you seen, witnessed, participated in a room, anything with first-hand testimony of any of what is being alleged? And every single witness that they have called before us has said no. I haven't seen anything, didn't hurt anything, wasn't party to anything. So this is just storytelling at this point. This is a nice story. And to add to the ranking member Raskin's questions, there's not, this is not just a who done it, it's not just a what is it, but it's also a where's the beef. And they don't have any. So this right now is a waste of our time, and we should go back to legislating for the actual benefit of the American people. These and with that, I yield people are so full of crap, I can't even get through without interrupting. Okay, first off, no. They never sat there and said, would you like it to be public? or pri-? They never said that. That was not the case, and he was not there to testify. He was there to make a spectacle because he wasn't going to testify. That's the whole story. Yes, he wanted it public, and they said, well, you'll get your chance public, but first we got to ask you questions. And her idiocy of the Republicans have not presented one witness. No, they've pre- presented Tony Bobolinsky, Devin Archer. They have two different, those are two business partners of Hunter. Those both were interviewed in public. They have presented the two IRS whistleblowers. That was done in public. The only thing they haven't shown is non-witness testimony, and they don't have to show that because that's been on the web for six years now. The question is not why are Republicans doing this, The question is, what took Republicans so long to do this? So this is the moronic stance the Democrats. It's not gonna, it's not gonna, it's not gonna wash. People don't believe this. People already think that Biden is corrupt. It's not gonna wash, it's not gonna hook. She's lying. Because the first thing, anyone who pays any attention to this, the first thing they're gonna say or ask 
is how did Joe get so rich? How did Hunter get so rich? That's the first thing anyone's going to ask. That, matter of fact, that's the only thing anyone asks. Is how, did, how is Joe Biden worth $40 million? That's going to be the big question. He's been a public servant his entire life, like they say. How is he worth $40 million? He's been a servant, which means money is not what you go into that for. How did he get so rich? How does he own four houses? Where did he get all this? And the Republicans are saying, well, they got it from China, they got it from Ukraine, they got it from Mexico, they got it from Kazakhstan, they got it from Romania. And here are emails, here are recordings, here are text messages, here are pictures, here are videos, here are two guys from the IRS, here are two business associates of Hunter Biden. One of the business associates actually went to jail. And he's wondering how Hunter didn't get end up in jail. I mean, there, there are lots of questions there. Okay, in our last story for the news today, um, Israel has begun pumping seawater into the Hamas terrorist tunnels in Gaza. And the idea is they're going to drown them. Now, this is something they've been thinking of doing. Of course, there are some issues with this. There might be some terrorists, there might be some hostages in those tunnels. I have a tendency to believe probably not. And the hostages that weren't released, they're one, one of two things is their stat. Their status is one of two things. They are dead. They, they're not alive anymore. Or they're going to be killed anyway. They're, they're, they're going to be killed. They would have released far more than 50 hostages of the 244 just to keep Israel from attacking. The other issue I see is those tunnels go under buildings. If they start flooding those tunnels, they're going to weaken the earth and, and some of those buildings are going to fall. That's what I'm thinking. Of course, a bunch of people are screaming about this, saying it's inhumane and immoral because people in the tunnels could die and blah, blah, blah. You're hearing already a little bit of this. Of course, the tunnels were dug by terrorists and they're supposed to be housing terrorists. That doesn't seem to be an issue. But you don't want to drown anybody like a rat. And that's what's been said. That's what you're hearing on, on the internet. And, uh, and uh, you know, people are still protesting. The 110 freeway in Los Angeles, which goes right through downtown, was closed yesterday because a bunch of protesters decided to, to protest. The question is, where were the cops? The cops weren't there. It, they took them hours before they got there and started clearing the freeway. And you saw people getting out of their car. Hey, I got news for you. I'm from Los Angeles. You don't do that crap in Los Angeles. People, people are going to do something. And they were getting out of cars and started beating the crap out of some of the protesters. And I, I'd say good for them. Well, there's one video of someone just driving over one of them. Good for him and the protesters slamming on the... You know, F you. You, you, you decide to do something like that. These people got to go to work. They're being productive members of society. You guys are obviously not productive members of society. If on a Wednesday morning you can go in during rush hour and block traffic, this is what's going to end up happening. People are going to start getting killed because people are really tired of this whole thing. They're done with this. And they're, they're done with the law and order being ignored 
and people who have no benefit to society seem to be just put on this pedestal. So I don't know. The police better start doing something. By the way, just just a little thing. There there was a um, there was a poll taken, I guess, in Gaza, and seventy two percent of Palestinians, and I'll go put that in air quotes, agree with the terrorist attack on Israel on October seventh. They agreed with the rape and murder of children, men of of women and children. They agreed. They thought it was a good thing. I mean, that's Sodom and Gomorrah level evil. When you have 72% of Gaza, the Gaza Strip, screaming that, oh, we're all good with, uh, with them killing Jews and stuff. When you've got a bunch of civilians, not Hamas terrorists, running into Israel on October 7th and looting the uh, homes of the Jews that were living there. When you've got Hamas officials still saying we're going to do this again, and people cheering, you're talking a level of evil that justifies what Israel is doing. Ju- justifies Israel knocking down hospitals, knocking down orphanages, especially if there are terrorists underneath using these people as human shields. I, it, it is very disturbing to think that all this is happening and no one is, everyone is saying the war is still not justified. No, the war is justified. As a matter of fact, Israel is showing great restraint. They're already claiming that, uh, hey, we're going to be done in two weeks. This will be over in two weeks. That's how far in they've pushed. I personally think, hey, they they could send up a couple of F-18s and basically end the war in 20 minutes if they wanted to. They haven't. Okay, let's get to our first... Let's get... Oh, no, let's do this. Let's do dumbasses of the day. So we have a lot of dumbasses today. A whole load of them. And Lids of TikTok was on fire yesterday. They were just showing just... This is all involving the trans cult. Except the one. The last one has to go to dumbass. She's got to win dumbass of the year, Kamala Harris, because, again, she just threw up a world, word salad. Apparently, she didn't know what the subject was. She's in Warsaw, Poland right now for whatever re- reason, probably just to get her out from in front of the cameras in the United States. But, of course, they follow her around. So let's take a look at some of these. There are three, three dumbasses that really hook up, all trans, Let's listen to the first one and then talk a little bit about it. I am trigender, which means like a triangle, I have three genders, male, female, and non-binary. And the difference between trigender and gender fluid is that I feel all three of these genders at the same time, all the time. It doesn't ever shift or change where I feel one gender more strongly than the other, like gender fluid tends to be. Also, I should recognize and accept that a lot of people don't see non-binary as a third gender. They see it as something completely separate from the binary of male and female. Um, but for me, it's like a third gender. Or I guess you could call it a third identity. What I call it is just crazy. So she, again, this very simple question. So what is that third gender? I can tell you what 
the male gender is. I can tell you what the female gender is. The question is, what is the third gender? It's a third identity. What is that identity? Well, it's both. Well, then that makes it part of the binary. Because you're never stepping outside the binary. You can't say non-binary if you're feeling... What is that? A man has a penis. A woman has a vagina. What does a non-binary have? There's no answer, of course. And she doesn't answer it here. She doesn't She doesn't even try to answer it. She just sits back and says, uh, oh yeah, it's it's this other identity, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, let's get to this next one. Uh, just, uh, here's, here's a guy who, here's a gal who thinks he's a guy and, and he's explaining why she's explaining why she is more masculine than men are. This is great. If a transphobe ever says something to me like, you'll always be a woman, you'll never be a man. I love to hit him with my low voice and I look at them and I go, I'm more of a man than you'll ever be. I had to work for my masculinity. What work did you do? This seems to be a real common argument with the the trans group. Um, we had to work to be men. What work do you put in? Uh, well, here here here's the problem. First off, you work. You say I say in my low voice, and then she goes in and lowers her voice. Well, I can do that too, and I can raise my voice. That doesn't make me sound like a woman. So she is lowering her voice to show that she has she's putting the work in. Well, here's some bad news for her. Um, men don't have to put in the work to be men. We just are. We don't try to be men. We don't have to try to be men. I do not try to be a man. I just am. And I am very different from my wife, who is a woman. And I guarantee you, she doesn't try to be a woman. She just is. So this, and by the way, this is a common argument. I hear this all the time. You don't put the effort in to be a man. Well, I don't have to put in effort to be a man. What do you mean by that? You have, if you have to put in an effort to be a man, it just means you're more a woman. And that's the problem with these people. And then they wonder why they get depressed. Because they, there's this realization that the day they don't put in the work, they're back to being a woman. And it drives them crazy. Okay, here's this, this last video. And this last video pretty much sums up the transphobe thing. It's circular. You're a transphobe no matter what if you're not a trans person. So everybody who is not trans is a transphobe and there's nothing they can do about it. And by the way, this isn't a new, this, this little snippet is not a new thought. This is not just a trans thing. The, the uh, blacks do it with the BLM movement too, about racist, the whole anti-racist movement stands on this principle of circular reasoning. So let's listen, let's listen to this gal. Uh, because she, she's a trip and she's working hard. I got to tell you, she is working it. Let's listen. It's that thing you experience as a trans person when the person usually like, you know, you're getting food or you're at a store or whatever. 
people, rather than be directly transphobic to you, they just kind of ignore you and do the absolute bare minimum. So we're going to talk about that and how to deal with it. Avoidant transphobia. It's uh, it's a weird topic because it's it's not the kind of thing that people really think of when they think of transphobia. You're used to like the in-your-face, the misgendering, people being mean to you. But in a lot of ways, the the biggest harm someone can do is just to pretend like you don't exist. Because what they're really saying in those instances is you don't exist to them. Okay, I'm sorry, I forgot. This is a guy, not a gal. I get confused. When you play a bunch of these videos, you get confused on what you're actually talking about. So this guy is basically saying, if you notice a trans person, if you notice a man who looks ridiculous because he thinks he's a woman, you're a transphobe. But if you ignore it, you're a transphobe. You see it? It's it's circular. It means everybody... The, the CRT, critical race theory, does the same thing. I, I mean, they pulled it straight from critical race theory. You, you can't win. If you acknowledge... The critical race theory says we're all racist, no matter what. Now, at least they say that. Transphobes don't say... Trans, trans people don't say that. They go kind of around it. But in critical race theory, they said everyone's a racist. And here's the proof. If you say you're a racist to be anti-racist, you're a racist. If you say you're not a racist, you're not acknowledging your racism, so you're a racist. You see how that works? Same with the trans people. If you notice us, you're a racist. If you, or you're a transphobe. If you don't notice us or you don't acknowledge us, you're a transphobe. You can't win. They are perpetual victims, no matter what. Criti that's one of the reasons why no one wants critical race theory in schools. Because you're a perpetual racist. You can never be not a racist. And that's what these people love. They love. It's like communism. Communism is under a perpetual revolution. Cuba has been in control of... Uh, the, the communists have been in control of Cuba since the 50s. And yet they are still in revolution. Stalin's Russia was in a revolution, even though the communists took over 40 years prior. It 20 years prior, 30 years prior. It doesn't matter. This is the same thing. There's perpetual racism in this country. There's perpetual transphobia in this country. There's the perpetual patriarchy in this country. That's why you have women writing articles in the New York Times and Washington Post about how men are not masculine or just telling men how to be masculine. You got women telling men how to be masculine because there's a, a perpetual patriarchy and we need to start listening to the women. It's all stupid. That's why you should just ignore it. Whenever someone says, oh, my pronouns are sir and she or whatever, or ma'am, or he, or I, I don't know, whatever. It's just, no, your, your pronouns are what they are. And ignore it. Okay, our last dumbass of the day, and she is the winner. Okay, she is the winner by a long shot is Kamala Harris. She's in Warsaw, Poland, and she decides to throw uh, a... She decides to throw a word salad out there because she probably was asked the question and she has no idea 
uh, what the answer is. And this is just, I, I just, I don't even know what she's talking about here. It's just 20 seconds of crap. Let's listen. We all watched the television coverage of just yesterday. That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet based on what we've just been able to see. And because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened. But just limited to what we have seen. Yeah, I don't know. I have nothing. I have no idea. I think she's talking about the Israeli conflict. I have no idea what she means here. So we we have seen and we saw what we saw and what we saw happened, but it happened whether we saw it or not. And so we should trust what we saw because it it happened and only it only happened if we saw it. I, I yeah, I I have nothing. That's your president. It's going to be your next president. She may be your president this year. Who, who knows? Who knows the way Joe is going? Joe looks really bad, by the way. Old Joe, he doesn't look like he's got much left. I don't know what's keeping this guy on the line. I wouldn't be shocked if they got a pole up his ass and they just kind of move the pole up and down to, to get some motion in him. And he's actually weekend at Bernie's dead. I mean, he, we I have no idea what's going on with this guy. He is just lost. Okay, well, we're going to, well, we're going to, you know what? We're not going to do it. We are going to do a podcast tomorrow because I can't cover any of my stories. Yes, I'm a little early, but the only, I'd only have one story to cover. And I, I don't know. So, well, well, let's, let's cover the story. Let's see how far we can get in eight minutes. So here, here's something I, I think this this pretty much sums up our legal system right now. It pretty much sums up what attorney, defense attorneys are doing today and how they really do believe if they say something this stupid, they can get away with it. And what's sad is they're saying things this stupid because they are getting away with it. So according to Fox News, Colorado attorneys for two men accused of stealing items from Kohl's including a KitchenAid appliance, including KitchenAid appliances, argue for lesser charges during the trial because some items their clients stole were on sale. The district attorney office, district attorney's office for Colorado's 18th judicial district, which includes the counties of Lincoln, Elbert, Douglas, and Afro, I don't know if that's pronounced right, said 50-year-old Michael Green and 37-year-old Byron Bolden were sentenced this month after they were convicted of retail theft at a Parker, Colorado, Kohl's store. An investigation learned that Green and Bolden were connected to other Kohl's thefts, leading to the store calling the duo the KitchenAid Mixer Crew. While Green and Bolden stole KitchenAid appliances, they also stole things like brand-name shoes and clothing. Surveillance footage taken at the store, assisted investigators with identifying the suspects, leading to their arrest. Both men pleaded not guilty of the crimes. During the trial, the defense attorneys told members of the jury that Green and Bolden should face lesser misdemeanor charge since some of the items were stolen. Some of the items they stole were, quote, on sale, end quote, at the time of the theft. Under Colorado law, theft less than $2,000 which is, is asinine right there, is considered a misdemeanor, while theft between 2000 and 5000 is a felony. 
prosecutors valued the items stolen by the duo at under $2,095, so they got the felonies. By the way, they're repeat offenders, okay? As far as I'm concerned, and they've got video of this, they should be charged with everything they've stolen, but they're not. Okay, well, how did they know they could get away with this? Well, I mean, take a look at San Francisco. First off, how are you putting $2,000 as the limit? Where did you come up with $2,000? You steal $2,000 from a mom and pop shop? I got some news for you. That's a lot of money for them. Why $2,000? It used to be in the old days, if you stole something and you could afford it, that was that's what made it a felony. Let's say... I have a $20 bill in my pocket and I stole a candy bar. Because I could have paid for that at candy bar, it shows intent, and that was a felony. I'm not kidding you. Today, now, if I stole $1,995 in Colorado, it's a misdemeanor. It's worse in California. In California, the limit is like $960. So if you only if you break into a car and steal $500 worth of crap, that's not a felony. Heck, that's not even a, that's a misdemeanor. And that's a low-level misdemeanor. If you're caught, you're given a ticket. You're not even given, you're not even taking the jail for that. That's why these people think they can get away with it. Hey, I got news to you. These guys have been robbing the stores for a long time. Felonies. That's it. And they should serve 10, 20 years in prison. That's, that's it. And until we start doing that again, we're going to have this continue. I, I liked it in the old days. Why didn't I steal? Because if I stole a candy bar and I had the $1.50 in my pocket, which, by the way, candy bars were 50 cents back then, or 25 cents most of the time, I'd get a felony. That we should bring that back. Why did we change the laws so much that we give the criminals all this freedom? Oh, we don't have enough prisons. Build more prisons. We have an under-incarceration problem in this country. The crime wave that we're seeing is proof of that incarceration, under-incarceration problem. But the fact that this was even, obviously it didn't work out because you know the prosecutor said, hey, they did this before and they did this before. And I can guarantee you, it never mentions what they got as far as the sentence, but I can guarantee you they did not get 10 years in prison. They didn't get five years in prison. They probably didn't get any time in prison. They're going to spend 18 months in jail. Maybe. And that's how we do things. And that's why these people get out and the first thing they do is go steal again. I mean, the chances of them getting caught because the cops are so bad, the fact that they're black means that they're not going to be picked on. I mean, and the fact that the only people who are prosecuted in stopping of a criminal is the people who stop the criminal. I mean, that's what's happening in today's world. Well, I mean, okay, good for them. Let's see what happens. And I will get to this story, and this story just bothers me. NBA uh, star LeBron James, a guy who plays for the Lakers, which is one of the reasons why I don't watch the Lakers, is taking heat online for walking into his son's college basketball game at USC and taking a, during the national anthem and then taking a seat and I, I guess just making sure he was nice and comfortable. Um, now let's be very clear here. The NBA has lost a ton of viewership. We're talking between 30 and 50% of viewership is down. 
And the NBA is panicking about it. They are absolutely panicking about it. The, they, they have an in-season tournament. It's supposed to mimic the playoffs, the end-season playoffs, to, to draw viewership. And guess what? No one is still watching. And it's assholes like LeBron James that they're not watching. Kobe Bryant, for all his ills, Kobe Bryant was a nice guy. He had a lot of personality. He was a happy guy. LeBron James is a miserable oaf. He is a miserable human being. He's a racist. He is in bed with China. He hates America. He hates Western civilization. And this is a guy who should love it because he's made over a billion dollars playing a child's game. Well, there's this guy in the UFC, the um, Ultimate Fighting Championships, a guy named Colby Covington. Okay, now Colby Covington, not a big guy. Probably is my height, 5'8", 5'7". May weigh 160 pounds, right? Uh, He had some words. And I got news to you. If I were LeBron James, I wouldn't want to deal with this guy. Let's listen to what he said. And by the way, I couldn't say it any better. If you hate America so much and you don't like this country that gave you a billion dollars, leave it or come deal with me. You go to China, go to go to these sweatshops that you employ all these laborers and use these women and pay them pennies on the dollar to make your millions. Fuck you, LeDrom James. You're a coward. You're a spineless coward. And you're a bitch. Yep, that sums it up. And that'll do it for our podcast today. Have a great day and God bless. This is Gene and you've listened to Dumbass Talking Politics.